Hello everyone, Stephanie Strong here with PresenceWithPurpose.com. I coach, train, and develop high-performance leaders to maximize personal and professional development goals and to leverage them in such a way to achieve organizational success. Welcome to Three Things on Monday podcast with Stephanie Strong, where I intersect lifestyle, leadership, culture, faith, and art through the amazing teachable moments of everyday people who are influencing the world around them. So thank you for joining me today as we blaze trails of triumph, honor the joys and tears of our community, amplifying the voices and life lessons by the diverse textures and tones of leaders making the world a better place as we breathe together in peace, love, and hope. It's a brand new week and it's a brand new Monday and I am so grateful to have this time with you and so happy Monday to you and on today's episode of three things on Monday podcast with Stephanie strong I like to lift up three characteristics to incorporating or improving mindful leadership. So you hear a lot of emphasis on mindfulness these days, and there's a reason why. Some people think it's just all this woo-woo stuff, but to the contrary, for those who may be curious about mindfulness but never looked into it, and for those who want to improve their quality of mindfulness, then this podcast episode is for you. So let's just start with a good working definition of mindfulness. I like to draw from one particular article from the Greater Good magazine, Science-Based Insights for a Meaningful Life. And it poses the question, what is mindfulness? And it quotes, mindfulness means maintaining a moment by moment awareness of our thoughts, feelings, bodily sensations, and surrounding environment through a gentle, nurturing lens. Mindfulness also involves acceptance, meaning that we pay attention to our thoughts and feelings without judging them, without believing, for instance, that there's a right or wrong way to think or feel in a given moment. When we practice mindfulness, our thoughts tune into what we're sensing in the present moment rather than rehashing the past or imagining the future. Though it has its roots in Buddhist meditation, a secular practice of mindfulness has entered the American mainstream in recent years, in part through, through the work of John Kabat-Zinn and his Mindfulness-Based Stress Reduction Program, which he launched at the University of Massachusetts Medical School in 1979. Since that time, thousands of studies have documented the physical and mental health benefits of mindfulness in general and MBSR in particular, inspiring countless programs to adapt the MBSR mo model for schools, prisons, hospitals, veterans, centers, and beyond, end quote. So the MBSR program, again, is the Mindfulness-Based Stress Reduction Program. Well, that's rather interesting. From a personal standpoint, I practice mindfulness throughout the day. 
It helps me stay grounded in gratitude. It improves awareness. It reduces stress or any potential for stress. It helps me with acceptance rather than judgment. It also helps me with compassion. When I am intentional about being mindful, it definitely influences the way I think, the way I speak, the way I act, the way or behave rather, or the way I lead. It influences the way I show up in the world. How does one, some may ask, incorporate mindfulness into their leadership? Mindful leadership invites you to look inwardly, honestly. And that's sometimes not a pretty picture. A lot of times we become agitated, not angry, agitated, meaning we have a disruption of our own perception of self or what we believe people think about us. When we start looking inwardly, honestly, that's the key. <laughs> and ask yourself certain questions on a regular basis. Mindful leadership calls for you to examine whether you are leading with or without ego, whether you are putting your interests before the interests of others. So let's do a quick assessment of your leadership. So grab a pen or something to write with and some paper, or you can put this on your device. And we're going to look at the intention of your leadership. So take a deep breath. In through your nose, out through your mouth. Relax. Pay attention to any stress you may be experiencing in your neck, in your back, in your feet. And just ground yourself, plant your feet on the surface of the floor. Just find a way that's really comfortable for you. And I want you to answer these questions honestly. What is it about your leadership that drives you? What is it about your leadership that drives you? Number two, what are your service expectations of others who work with you or whom you supervise? Are you expecting to be served or are you serving others? Last one. In what ways are you competing with people you are leading rather than working with them to grow their leadership? This is just a brief assessment, not too deep, but deep enough for you to go inwardly and be real honest about your answers, because it's in that honesty that you will discover some truths, truths that may be favorable or even some truths that may be unfavorable. So I like to lift up three characteristics of a mindful leader. So as you are thinking about this assessment, I want to leave you with some hope, or at least offer you some hope. Three characteristics of a mindful leader. One, 
and I'm sure you've heard this before, model, le modeling leadership. You've got to model leadership. And modeling simply means not expecting your team or the people you work with to what you, to do what you are not willing to do. And I've mentioned this before in a previous podcast. A lot of times leaders like to tell rather than teach. When you teach someone, it gives them the opportunity to explore how this teaching or the key learnings from the teaching, how they can incorporate that into their leadership, how they can expand on it, how they can adapt to it. But when you just tell, you are putting limitations around them and you may inhibit their ability to create and innovate. So modeling leadership is about being intentional in creating a workplace culture of trust. Can the people around you, the team around you, your colleagues, your own supervisors, or if you are the top person, are you creating a culture of trust? Can people trust you? Can they trust your leadership? Number two, humility. And humility is not about thinking less of yourself. It's really about thinking of yourself less often. So drawing from the biblical text, 1 Peter 5, 6, for God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, and he will exalt you in due season. In other words, humility is about grace. And God gives grace to the humble. So in your pursuit of becoming a more mindful leader, think about how you are offering grace, how you are esteeming others higher than yourself, how you are letting go of ego, letting go of judgments, letting go of expectations, contextually, and allowing people to show up in their full self and offering compassion. Because to me, humility and compassion go hand in hand. All right. The third one or the third characteristic I like to lift up is appreciation. Some people say that people don't leave good jobs. They leave bad bosses. And then there's a quote by G.B. Stern. And G.B. Stern quotes or stated, silent gratitude isn't much use to anyone. So if you are a leader or you are in a supervisory position or you are a CEO or a C-suite leader and you appreciate the people who work for you and for the organization, but you don't tell them, your silent gratitude isn't much use to them. Forbes magazine cited Entrepreneurs Magazine, online magazine, data points on why people leave their jobs. So in case you didn't know, 
you will know in just a minute, a second, really. 66% of employees say they would likely leave their job if they didn't feel appreciated. This is up significantly significantly from 51% of employees who felt this way in 2012. Among millennials, the number of employees who leave if unappreciated unappreciated jumps to 76%. This helps account for the overall increase from 51% figure in 2012 as millennials are becoming the dominant generation in the workforce with a unique set of characteristics and needs. So the old model, or I wouldn't say old model, but the faulty model of thinking people are just doing their jobs and they should not be shown appreciation, that is over. Because this generation of employees and workforce talent are not staying at jobs that do not appreciate, where the bosses are not appreciating them. So showing outward and verbal and meaningful recognition, appreciation, Positive management communication pays way more in achieving external impacts or your bottom line than nearly any other strategy. So don't miss that. I I like all of all three characteristics, but I really truly like humility and appreciation. But modeling leadership is also about that. So they all all they are are all congruent. Getting tongue tied here. So mindful leadership is an ongoing process and practice. It starts with you and it will impact the people around you. What challenges do you face today that hold you back from being a mindful leader? How do you see incorporating mindful leadership into your leadership development program? How do you expand this? How do you grow yourself? And then how do you grow the leaders around you? I welcome the opportunity to grow your leadership and mindfulness, also in leadership resilience, as well as developing healthy leadership habits. So please feel free to reach out to me at sstrong at presencewithpurpose.com. Again, you can email me at sstrong at presencewithpurpose.com. I hope the content of this podcast has raised your awareness about becoming a more effective and mindful leader. If so, would you kindly subscribe, follow, and share this episode with your team, colleagues, and your network? I would certainly appreciate that. And in the meantime, have yourself the most amazing day. Take care.